Welcome to the Mark Sterry Music Podcast. This podcast is an audio journal of my guests and I's adventures throughout the live and local music biz. Fun conversations, cool tunes, good times will be had. My name is Mark Sterry, and I'm a 15-plus year veteran of the Twin Cities, Minnesota metro music scene. Check me out at Mark Sterry, that's S-T-A-R-Y, music.net. Also on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. My new album, White Knuckle Life, as well as my other original records, are available for download on iTunes, CD Baby, etc. This podcast drops every Tuesday, if not before, on iTunes, SoundCloud, and most other places podcasts are available. If you enjoy it, please subscribe on iTunes. It's totally free and guarantees you'll never miss an episode. Also, consider helping get the word out in the street via social media, five-star rating and review on iTunes, word of mouth, etc. Happy Thought of the Day is by Stevie Nicks. It doesn't matter how young or old you are. What matters is your graciousness. If you're gracious, you've won the game. Thanks for tuning in, and welcome to the Mark Sterry Music Podcast. Enjoy! Welcome back to the Mark Sterry Music Podcast, episode 49. Last week's gigs wrap-up. Wednesday, I played a solo show at Pub 42 in New Hope, Minnesota. And welcome back to the full bars of September. And a big congrats to the winner of the Vegas trip. Another drawing again in 12 weeks. Friday, Mr. Brian K. Johnson and myself rocked out at Lucky's 13 in beautiful Plymouth, Minnesota for our friend Ella's 8th birthday. It was a ton of fun having the kids rock out with the band. I think their favorite song was Rock This Town by the Stray Cats. Saturday, Brian K. Johnson and myself rocked out at Vanelli's by the lake in Forest Lake, Minnesota. It was crazy packed in there, and those folks loved their country music. We don't do a lot of country anymore, but we could have played Fishing in the Dark ten times, and no one would have said anything. Upcoming shows. Wednesday, September 21st, 2016, I'll be playing a solo show at Pub 42 in New Hope, Minnesota from 8 to 10 p.m. Thursday, September 22nd, Mr. Brian Johnson and myself will be rocking out at Lucky's 13 in Burnsville, Minnesota from 4 to 7 p.m. Friday, September 23rd, I'll be playing a solo show at Summerbee Golf Club in Byron, Minnesota from 6 to 9 p.m. Saturday, September 24th, Mr. Brian Keith Johnson and myself will be rambling on down to Chippewa Falls, Wisconsin to rock out with all our friends at the fill-in station from 7 to 10 p.m. Guest this week is part three of four with the popular singer-songwriter and The Voice TV show standout, Kat Perkins. We discuss Don Shelby singing in an airport in Amsterdam, behind the scenes of NBC's The Voice, etc. Enjoy the conversation. Kat Perkins, welcome back to the Mark Sterry Music Podcast. This is episode three with Kat Perkins, Miss Scarlet. Yes, um, tattooed to right my there. body. Heck yeah. I tried out one of Kat's cocktails here. What was the name of this again? This is a Bloody Caesar. A Bloody Caesar. Yep, so we're, we're doing the podcast over the Bloody Caesar cocktails, which if you haven't tried one, 
You should try them. Oh, they're excellent. Just spectacular. They're great. Bloody Caesar. <laughs> We're still here at Lucky 13 in Bloomington, Minnesota, hanging out. And we kind of took about 20 minutes there and kind of BS a little bit. Cat's uh, done a lot of theater stuff. Yes. And I was interested in, I wanted to hear her stories about doing the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Yes. With one of my favorite uh, news guys, Don Shelby. Hi, my name is Don Shelby. I used to be on television. Now I'm on the internet. What year was that? I feel like that was that was maybe 2012. Yeah. Because it was post like I had vocal surgery in 2011, so that's a very big like timeline thing for me. So I know it was post surgery, and I had already. So it must have been 2012. How long did it run? Well, Rocky Horror is traditionally only run right around Halloween. So I think we did it from end of September. I I know that we opened on September 20th. I remember that for some reason. And went until October 31st. So almost an entire month. I wish Um, I could have seen that. Did you guys videotape any of those? uh, Yeah, there was some video that happened. I know. I I actually haven't Googled myself on that. We should. Um, but it was at the, what they call the Lau, or the, the Guthrie Lab. And I feel like now it's called the Lowry Theater. Okay. Um, the, the, uh, like, it's kind of like the North Loop in, um, Northeast Minneapolis. It's almost Northeast Minneapolis. (laughs) Not quite. Um, and we did it in the round. So the audience was all the way around us and... And we were, like, in the middle of the whole thing. It was amazing. Oh, it's so cool. Do you think you'll ever do another theater show like that? Yeah, I think I will. (laughs) Now, listen, I have 30, I just got my 38th tattoo. And so my theater roles are a little bit limited. Kids, kids, if you're listening. I'm a very big, I'm I'm very, a a big, uh, what do you call it, advocate for getting body art. But it does limit your roles that you can play. I mean, unless you want to spend three hours covering up your tattoos so that you look like you have no tattoos, it's, it just, it limits the people that you can actually play. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which is fine. That's, I made the choice and and that's great. But something like What's your favorite tattoo out of all those 38 that you have? Oh, man. That you can just, I can see. It's, it's, <laughs> it's probably my girl on the right arm. She's kind of my newest big piece. Okay. And I got it during actually, The Voice, actually. Really? Uh, yeah. So when Who I, is that? It's just called American Traditional Art. And okay. he just, my guy is Jason Wallstrom at Seawolf Tattoo. Shameless plug. He's amazing. Sure. Go to him. Seawolf Tattoo, South Minneapolis. And I went to him and I said, I want a woman. I want a woman. I want American traditional art. And he put this together for me. So if you were watching The Voice in succession, let's say you went back and saw all my episodes, you would see me get a giant tattoo suddenly and then appear on The Voice. (laughs) What did they say about that? It was fine. The only thing that I needed to do with the art was have it cleared through their... Legal department. So okay. on the voice, you have to have all everything that's shown, which includes your tattoos, cleared through the the, le- the legal department, so that you don't have copyrighted material okay. on your body or your, you know, if you know, you know what I mean. Like it's just yeah. kind of like music, but because that's his original drawing, then he just said, sure, you can have it on television. It was fine. So, okay. Yeah. Very cool. So 
This episode with Kat Perkins, we're talking about The Voice. Yeah, let's talk about The um, Voice. And drum roll, please. Number one, cowgirl Kat Perkins blowing everybody away with her performance of Gold Dust Woman. Lots of stuff with that. Let's just just kind of tell your story, and I'll just kind of interject questions okay. as they come through. But but the big opportunity there, and and uh, a lot of people yeah. know you from that. So lots of people, and it's it's incredible, especially in Minnesota, North Dakota, South Dakota, Iowa, like this whole region that really got behind the whole thing a couple of years ago. Um, so I had just done my first overseas tour with the troops in the Middle East, and. We were on our way home, and granted, if, if you've been listening to the other episodes, we talked about how I had vocal surgery. So I had a, a, a very healthy hiatus from singing and performing because I had to have vocal surgery. So I was sort of out of the game, quote-unquote. I was just refreshing myself and healing my voice, and I got this opportunity to go over to the Middle East to perform for the troops. So I took it. Now, it was one of my first shows that I had done post-surgery and like post what we call rehab of the vocal cords. Um, and I went over there and on the way back, we, um, we had a layover in Amsterdam. And so there was a piano in the, in the airport. If you've ever been there, it's still there because I was just there and the piano's still there. And it's kind of in the middle of the airport. And so you can just play and, it, and there's a sign that says play me and um, so we did, and I ended up singing in this airport, and we it, it, it showed up on YouTube. It wasn't even myself. I did not post it on YouTube. Somebody else posted it on YouTube, and it kind of went viral. I mean, it did go viral, I guess, in essence. Wow. And so the voice producers called me out of the blue one day, and it was, it was middle May 2013, and they said, we saw this video, and we would love for you to audition for our show. So they recruited me, and that's very normal for the voice. They do that. That's kind of one of their many ways that they get people on their show. So my first thought was, absolutely not. No way. No, no, I'm done. I'm done. And I was a huge fan of the show. I'm still a huge fan of the show. But at the time, I had a nanny job. I had five kids under my wing. And we watched that show every single Monday and Tuesday. We had just rooted on Nicholas David from Minneapolis. And we had championed him and, and voted for him and did this whole thing. And I was like, there's no way that I would ever have enough bravery to do that. So... Then, out of my mouth, said, can I sleep on it and I'll call you back? <laughs> and I told the kids that I was nanning about this opportunity, and they're like, what are you doing? You need to call them back right now and say yes. You need to do it. You need to just do it. And, and I knew in that moment that I could not 
tell these kids that I was too scared to do something. There's no way that I wanted to, you know, even have an, an inkling of fear in front of these kids because I was their nanny and they looked up to me. So I did exactly that, and I called them back immediately and said, what am I doing? I don't know why I said that. Yes, of course I will audition for your show. So they flew me to, La or to actually to San Francisco um, for the first uh, round, I guess, and that was a, uh, an audition in front of the producers. Like a, it was called a private audition. Um, and I went in there and sang my first song, and they said, okay, we don't want to hear anything else that's on your list of songs that you previously made. We want to hear some rock. We want to hear Aerosmith. We want to hear Led Zeppelin. We want to hear Fleetwood Mac. We want to hear anything else besides what you had on, my, on the list, which is, I don't know, I probably put some pop tunes. I have no idea what I put on the list. And I freaked out, and I was like, oh, my gosh, okay. Well, I wasn't really prepared for that. So I looked at my guitar player, who was with me, accompanying me, and I said, what do we know? And he, was, he goes, we got, we got Led Zeppelin for days. <laughs> which I still don't know if we do. We don't. We had, like, one Led, Led Zeppelin. <laughs> so we sang Dire Maker. Actually, I feel like it's pronounced Jamaica, but it's Dire Maker in my mind. I'm Me not too, sure. yeah, yeah, Dire Maker. Dire Maker. And, and then we sang Fleetwood Mac, Gold Dust Woman. And she was like, awesome, thank you so much, we'll be in touch. I don't even know where to go from here because there was so many different times that I had to go out to California and they fly you out there and they, they, they tell you a song to sing and then you do it. Um... I went through a round like that right after that where they were like, we need more producers to see you. And so they flew me out there and I had to sing a pink tune. I had to sing Sober by Pink. And it was so nerve-wracking. And They'd tell you ahead of time and you'd learn it, then fly back out there and they sing it. They told me two days in, in ahead of time. And they flew me out there on a Friday and then I did it on a Saturday. <laughs> so when you're learning that, to get it in your head, were you just had it on spin on your yes. phone like constantly? Or? Yes, I call it like... Um, like just drowning in the song. I was drowning in that song. What about keys? What if it was a key that didn't fit you or you didn't like? Well, they were, you know, at least they were like whatever key you want. But, you know, nowadays you can find the karaoke version that you can kind of fluctuate if you want. Yeah. But Pink was a pretty all right key for me. You know, like she was already in that key, so I did. But I did have to change the key of, of something along the way. I can't remember, but... You, there's also an app. Okay, if there's, again, if there's musicians listening, they sent me this app, link to this app called The Amazing Slowdowner. So, I have it. Yes. So if you get the instrumental of a song, you can put it in Amazing Slowdowner. You can change the key or the tempo, and it will stay within the same realm of the song, and it doesn't sound weird. And then you can export it, and you can do it with that. So that's what we used on The Voice. For oh, that's sweet. For a mere $15 on the app, you can get... Your wow. world changed if you're a musician. <laughs> so how? So then what happened after all these audition okay. processes? So finally I made it to... Okay, so I'm, sit, I'm sitting at the Sturgis Rally, and we had just completed like 10 shows at the Sturgis Rally. 
I barely had a voice. I w- again, I was just rehabbing and getting my feet under myself after losing my voice. And and my phone rang and it was a, and it was a Los Angeles number. And I was I was literally at a restaurant in Sturgis by myself because I didn't want to talk to anyone because my voice was so sore. And they said, "We are inviting you to the blind auditions." Now, that doesn't mean you actually get to do it. There was 130 people that got invited to the blind auditions my season, which was season six. And 32 people, 33 people did not get to even do it. And I was very close to being one of those 33 people. Why? Because if you watch the show, you, the, t- the coaches have to turn their chair for you, right? So once they pick, what is it, eight per person, then their team is full. So once their team is full, then blind audition's over. So people prepare and prepare for this, and they don't even get the chance to do it. It's, it's like the most heartbreaking aspect of the first of the blind auditions, of the actual show. That would It's very suck. heartbreaking. And the other weird part about the blind auditions is that when you go out there for it, to film it, because it's filmed ahead of time, the blind auditions, the battles, and the knockouts are all filmed ahead of time. A few months ahead of time, so you, you know the outcome. But you can't speak about it. But the blind auditions itself is a five-week process. Five weeks. So you're out in Los Angeles. You're out in California. You have a voice coach every single day. And what they do is they run you through this 90-second audition. Let me say that again. 90-second audition. That's a minute and a half of a song that they they choose for you, by the way. You do not get to choose your song. No matter what you say, they choose your song. 90 seconds, and they run you through this for five weeks straight so that when you get to that point, you could literally sing it in your sleep. Because if you've noticed, these people in the blind auditions, they never forget the lyrics, they never drop the mic, they never pass out on stage like they it never happens because we are so prepared for that moment wow right it's mind expanding so how many different 90 second snippets did you have to learn only one only one, one 90 second snippet but i did 50, 50 different versions of that like going through like should we go up here on this note should we try this where can we find a money note and then once you land on something, then you run it for, for weeks straight so that you are doing it in your sleep. And they picked this song they for you. They picked the song for you, yeah. Now, granted, they had heard me sing Gold Dust Woman by Fleetwood Mac in the first audition because they made me pull it out of my butt to do it. So they chose that for me. They wanted me to do it. What did you make it cry? What do you think now when you hear that song on the radio? <laughs> I sweat. I Pure sweat. Pure anxiety. I sweat from my very elbows. Or like my, the back of my knees. They sweat. Because it's terrifying to hear that song. But I love it. And I love performing it still. But even though when we start it now and we're doing it, I, I get instant anxiety. Wow. <laughs> so how... Out of an, a day, how many hours a day did you rehearse that 90-second oh snippet? Oh, my gosh. Probably for five weeks. four to six hours a day. 
What? And I would have to take like huge breaks. Like I would just sit by the pool and just mentally do it because you, you lose your voice. You can't, you can't physically do that. I know. It's ins- and, and you're sequestered. So you have no means of leaving. You're in a hotel. You can't leave. At the end, during the last week of the entire process, they take your phone, your iPad, your computer, everything. So you're sequestered for reals. So that while they're filming, people auditioning, you don't know who's making it, who's not making it. You can't communicate with them. Because you make friends along the way. Obviously, in a four or five week period, you make a lot of close friends. Yeah. And you can't communicate with them. And you don't want to. Like, I didn't want to because I wanted to play the game. I I signed up for it. I wanted to do everything that they wanted me to do. And I didn't want to know how many slots were left by the time that I went. I didn't want to know. I wanted it to just be... A blind audition for reals. And that's what it was. Do they have any kind of soul? You're saying all these people went through this five weeks, this stuff. Everyone. So what's if you didn't get the opportunity to perform your song and you have this 90-second yes. snippet in your head for the rest of your yeah. effing life, Yes. what do they offer these people when they told them to go home? Nothing. Nothing. Not Nothing. Thing. It's, it's the experience. And, it, you know, and in that five weeks, you gain a lot. You gain a lot of knowledge, warm-ups, like we were talking in another episode, how to warm up your voice, how to take care of your voice, how to have a healthy diet, how to have a daily regimen of actually doing this for a living, how to have choreography in your life. <laughs> okay. So you take away a lot. But out of my season, out of the 30 people that didn't get the, ch- the chance... Only two of them got asked to audition. Like they're like, you know what? Come next season. Wow. Yeah. Now, do you guys get? I couldn't ever take just a month off. No. Did you, you get paid? No. I mean, you get a per diem, and for people that know what that word, it's a it's a stipend for food, and they put you up, so you get your lodging, um, but you get a food per diem, and that was very very low. I mean, it, it barely sustained what I ate. How many North Dakota uh, Bloody Marys <laughs> could you buy with your PDM? Right? Here's the other thing. No drinking. Zero drinking in the first, in the blind audition process. You cannot drink. And, you know, for somebody who likes to have a, a cocktail now and then, especially to decompress uh, out oh, of yeah. a long day or whatever, you couldn't do it. So that was also part of the game. And there were people that did it against the will, and they were on a plane the next day, there was somebody. My How'd they neighbor. Find out? Oh, really? They, just, they watch you. They just they watch you. There's eyes in the sky. My neighbor in the hotel, he thought he'd be really sneaky and order a glass of wine with his room service meal, and the room service came up to his room with a note that says, "Enjoy your wine. Here's your flight for tomorrow." <laughs> Done. <Wow. laughs> It's all about rules, and, and I think, honestly, it's not for them to be uh, weird or strict. It's, it's, for, it's, to know, it's for them to know if you can follow direction and discipline and if you're super serious about what you're doing on that show and if you really want to be the next, you know, voice winner. I mean, and I get it. I totally get it. Wow. Glad I did it. So... You know, made us through this big process, yes. and uh, <laughs> so could you? So then, what happened? So then, you sort of get turned over to the the cradle of NBC, and NBC is probably one of the well, and it'll be the biggest company that I've probably ever worked for in my life. But they're super awesome, organized, positive, all of the above. Like they 
take you under their wing and they say, okay, now we've got you and we're going to make a television show. And you go forward with rehearsals and you, you come home in between while they're still airing the blind auditions and the battles and, and you are now making a television show. Now remember, I, I'm very adamant about reminding people that this is a casting call. This is a casted television show. It's great that you can sing and everybody on that show can absolutely sing. But they want your personality. They want your, your story. They want everything that's behind that voice to be depicted, to connect with your fans, to make people watch the show, all of that. So they train you. They train you how to talk about your story. They train you how to talk about everything in the media. Do they kind of ever have you like caricature yourself a bit? Sort of. I mean, I was trained by one of the dudes that trains the president of the United States how to do interviews. <laughs> it's really it's a really cool thing that I can say. Wow. He came in and he's employed by a lot by NBC. He does the Today show. He 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 helps people um, understand how to be interviewed and how to answer interviews and how to make it the most compelling and exciting interview ever. But it also helps you tell your story every time that you get behind the mic and camera on the voice to tell your story and let your personality shine through. I mean, it was the coolest thing ever. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Um, what were some of the tips he said? Um, one of the coolest things... Like, like talk basic, slow? Yeah, that is a very basic one, but... He always told us, like, on the red carpet, we would do a lot of red carpet events, especially when you got to the, like, top 12. Then you're, like, 12, you're, you're one of 12 people that are left in the competition, and you do a lot of red carpets. And they tell you to pick out three things, three things that you love about yourself. So it sounds very egotistical, but it's actually a, an awesome confidence builder, and, and it gives you something to talk about. So I would go into the red carpet saying, okay, my three things are, like, I'm happy, I'm shiny, and I want to do the best that I possibly can, right? So those three ideas, and you walk the red carpet, and you revolve every single sentence around those three things. Wow. <laughs> and, and also complete sentences. Complete sentences are probably the biggest thing. And I, I'm still very guilty, probably even in this podcast, of, of, of ending my sentence with so or then or something that is not complete I think so, I end every single <laughs> sentence with so. Right? so as an interviewer that that's what they do and I'm assuming they're told oh. that you should you should lead me into that so then I am my job is to give complete sentences revolving around three things that I want to talk about you know what I mean like that was the most helpful thing ever Man, that's interesting. I know. It kind of you blows your mind. You did learn a ton down there, didn't you? I did. Now, when you watch the Today Show and you watch people get interviewed, watch what they say. They're going to say, they have three things in their mind that they're going to want to say. No matter what question is asked, they will answer around those three things. Wow. That's interesting. <laughs> Actually, Kat, cool. can we do one more? Yes, Okay, of so, we're, so we're halfway through the voice story. <laughs> so we'll continue on with that. Story behind the song segment. How about Goldust Woman? Part of that. Is that okay? I would love that. Okay, please, please stick around. We're, we're going to do it. Love it. A record here as well. <laughs> a very first part four Yay! in the Mark Stern Music <laughs> Podcast. All right. Thank you. 
Thanks for tuning in to this week's edition of the Mark Stary Music Podcast. Hope you've enjoyed the program. We'll see you back here for a new podcast about life and times in the live and local music scene each and every Tuesday, if not before, on iTunes, SoundCloud, and most other places podcasts are available. If you or your business are interested in sponsoring this podcast, please contact me via email at markstarymusic at gmail.com. Also, if you get a chance, please go check out some live music somewhere. It could be a great and worthwhile experience. Life is short. Go have some fun. Till next time.